Thank you, Mike. Good morning. My name is Johnny. Welcome to Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad you can join us this morning, especially on Easter Day. Hey, Tom. Can you pick me up on video? I don't know why, but the camera's off on this one for some reason. Sorry. What are you sorry about? Why? Why? Why would you be sorry? You're doing a great job, Tom. Thank you very much. Big hand for Tom. Yes, please bear with us, everyone. This is our first day back in here for live services. And of course, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. But things are coming along. We're doing all right. And now it's time for our opening statement. Let's all say our opening statement together. Did I miss something? I did too. I did too. This is printed on both sides. Another technical difficulty. I have to read both sides of the paper. Okay, it's time for the daily word. I'd like to read to you from the daily word of today's opening message on positivity. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh my. Now we just hit another technical difficulty, folks. Because um, that doesn't seem to be my revised version. <laughs> It doesn't have today's daily word or the proper song. So give me one moment. I'm going to pull that up real quick. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, we'll just go right from the book then for now. <clears throat> we don't pull up the service later. Yeah. For Sunday, April 17th. Topic, of course, is Easter. Through Christ, I rise again. On this glorious Easter Sunday, the sun rises on the new day. I am glorious too, called to life and shining with joy because Christ has risen in me. Just as the stone was rolled away to reveal an empty tomb where Jesus' crucified body had been, I roll away the stones of all that has kept me entombed and leave my crucifixion experiences behind. Easter is the celebration of Jesus' overcoming death. It is also an invitation to celebrate my victory over all I have survived. It is a celebration of the triumph of truth, the resurrection of the Christ within. The trials of the world are always temporary. Today, I roll away the stone of limitation and am resurrected into the truth of God. 
with joy I rise again. And from the Bible, I am the resurrection and the life. That's John 11, 25. And now it's time for Surely the Present. Please join us in singing while the workers need us in Surely the Present. Now it's time for our opening statement. Let's all say our opening statement together. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life. God the good. Now it's time for our welcoming song. Please join us in singing while the Mercers lead us in our welcoming song, The Commission. And hey, we're back in person. Everybody stand on up. If you wish. You sound like John Denver. Please feel free to swallow, sing along, but limit yourself to the chorus. <laughs> well, you can sing the whole song. Yeah, as long as we've got Zoom going, that's going to happen occasionally. That's like somebody walking in late to church, you know? Thank you. 
Thanks for bearing with us. So now it's time for a unity statement. Please join us and we'll all say it together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God said. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. 
Now it's time for our song of joy. Stand on up, folks, and be joyful while the Merrick family leads us in deep inside my heart. Musicians, a round of applause. Thank you so much. And now it's time for a reading. This morning, our reading will be shared by Tom. Right. That was it. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. I'm doing a reading from our Lenten book, Release and Renew. For Easter Sunday, the title of the talk written by Reverend Joy Weiler is Our Ongoing Renewal. The central feature of the Easter story is the resurrection of Jesus. As a Bible story, this was a one-time event. But in Keep a True Lent, Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore says, Every time we rise to the realization of eternal indwelling life, making union with the God mind, 
the resurrection of Jesus takes place within us. All thoughts of limitation and inevitable obedience to material law are left in the tomb of materiality. Every time, doesn't sound like a one-time event. Nature celebrates the season of resurrection and new life whenever the temperatures rise or the rains fall. The butterfly leaves its earthbound self in the cocoon and takes wing as the new being. The phoenix rises anew from the ashes of the fire, consuming its old life. The barren earth blooms, life itself, nature, and story is a cycle of renewing transformation. Just as the resurrection story told at Easter is not limited to a single Sunday, Lent need not be limited to 40 days preceding that Sunday. We can engage a season of Lenten relief and affirmation whenever we choose. Letting go of thoughts of limitation may be a slow process or it may be a sudden intense experience that feels like fire or crucifixion. In either process, we can examine our belief system about resurrection. Do I truly believe there is an indwelling, eternal life infusing my being? Do I believe in the union of, with God mind and allowing the boundary between my limited self and my unlimited self dissolves into oneness? Am I open to the limitless possibilities available when I begin to live into the realization received in moments of union with the God mind? Have I let go of all that gets in the way of my yes? Our lives are made new to the extent we have cast off limits created in our minds and have claimed the transformational power of spirit within us. Inspired by the beauty of spring flowers and butterfly wings, one of my favorite Easter traditions is a new outfit. There is something symbolic about taking on a new outer appearance in celebration of the new spirit during within. This Easter, I leave behind limiting thoughts and beliefs, and I am made new through my awakening union with God mind. The great I am of my being rises anew from the ashes and tomb of all that I leave behind. Thank you.
You would all please join me in saying our affirmations together. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experienced. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, full, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace knowing that everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and perfect way. And now it's time for the Lord's Prayer. It's the third Sunday of the month, so we will be praying the traditional Lord's Prayer today, followed by the Alleluia. Let's all say it again. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts. Leave us not in temptation, but deliver us forever. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the law forever. Amen. Okay, and now it's time for our speaker. As most of you know, we're privileged to have a different speaker each Sunday of the month. This morning, Rosella Sims will uplift and inspire us with her teaching entitled, People of Love.
Now you can hear me. Can you hear me now? Okay, okay, yay. <laughs> I was saying that I think we have experienced a, a crucifixion and a resurrection already this morning with the technical difficulties that we've been having. So, you know, when I think of Easter, I always think of the whole week, the week starting from Palm Sunday all the way to Easter. And the reason is because that is the Holy Week. That is the week that changed the world. It actually stopped time, changed time, changed the calendar. So it's a really important week. And it's, it's a week that signifies a process that actually happens in nature all the time and it happens within you and I. And so I wanna start this morning by including Palm Sunday and I want to go through this process all the way to Easter and what this process is about. So when we think of Palm Sunday, if we look at it as metaphysicians and we look at it metaphysically, Jerusalem represents our, our consciousness of spiritual peace. It's our consciousness of spiritual peace. It is that place within us wherein our spiritual nature triumphs. And we are present then to our spiritual plane of mastery and purity and peace. This is a place of prosperity. This is a place of pure abundance. There is no lack here in this place. Next, if we look at Jesus, he represents that I am consciousness or our spiritual nature within each of us. And his ride into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday symbolizes that last step in our preparation for the crucifixion of our ego and our personality. Personalities, those parts of us that hold us back in our lives. Those parts of us from that, uh, that get in the way of us becoming the joy and the love that we want in our lives. And so this is the, the process where our spiritual nature takes control. Finally, the spreading of the palm branches by the multitude represents joyful homage and special honor shown publicly for the change in consciousness, for the change in mind. When air consciousness has become overcome and eliminated. So metaphysically, Palm Sunday then is all about the process of moving to our spiritual center where love prevails and what it takes to do that. I want to share with you this morning two very different stories where love was chosen. Once there was a man once there was a man who lived and he was a man of love. He saw the world through the eyes of love. He listened with ears of love. If he met people who were sick, he told them that they were children of love and that love made this world. When he met people who were troubled and scared, he told them they were children of love and that love wanted them to be happy. 
Many people had a new vision of themselves because the man of love had touched their lives and they were healed and made whole. The man of love began to have many followers and crowds would gather to hear him as he spoke of love and mercy and forgiveness and peace. Now the people who ran the world at the time did not like what they were hearing about this man of love. They said to one another, if the people began to live their lives by love, there will be no need for kings or judges or governors or even priests. He's a public enemy. Why he associates with tax collectors and women. And yes, he touched the unclean and works miracles on the Sabbath. This man will overthrow everything and that will include us. Why he might create an anarchy and even abolish taxes. And so they put their heads together to figure out, figure out what they could do about this man. They didn't know how exactly to catch him since he was like every other man. But eventually they came up with a plan. They would find one of those he loved and bribe him with some money and identify him with a sign of love, a kiss. And so one night when the man of love was gathered with his friends, one of those he loved kissed him and the soldiers grabbed him and bound his hands. Some of his friends wanted to fight, but the man of love looked at them and said, is it for this that I have loved you? And his friends dropped their fists and weapons and scattered. The man of love went peacefully with the soldiers. They brought him to the men of power. They shuffled him back and forth among themselves because in their hearts, they knew he was innocent. They expected the man of love to create a disturbance, but he just answered their questions and cooperated. And finally, they sentenced him to hang, not with a rope, but by a cross, because it hurt more the custom of that day. And even on the cross, his words were loving. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And looking at his mother and one of his friends he loved, he said, Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Now let's change the scene. Picture a courtroom. Could be in Seattle, Los Angeles, Chicago. Place doesn't matter. The scene is a trial of a young man, a member of a white supremacy gang, being tried for the murder of a 10-year-old African-American boy. All the evidence had been presented, and a guilty verdict seemed the only outcome. In a last-ditch effort to gain sympathy for the young man, the defense attorney called the defendant to the stand. He answered the question in a monotone, stoic, unemotional voice. He told how he got involved with the gang and they had become his family. The defense attorney asked if he had anything to say to the victim's mother who was in the courtroom. The young man dropped his head. Sobbing, he said, I never had a mother. His shoulders shaking, maybe if I'd had a mother. There was a hush in the courtroom until a, clear, a voice clear and confident said, I will be your mother. It was the mother of the dead boy. The young man stand, on the stand raised his hand and his head and said, you want to be my mother? 
Yes, my son is dead. Yes, for as long as I live, I will be your mother. Now let's go back to the crucifixion scene and the man of love saying, mother, behold your son, son, behold your mother. The man of love did not speak many more words before he died. The soldiers gave his body to his friends and placed it in a tomb and, this, and placed a large stone at the opening. And the man of love rested in the darkness. Now what the people who ran the world did not know is you cannot kill love. You cannot hang it on a cross to kill it. You cannot bury it in a tomb. And just like the mother of the boy in the courtroom demonstrated love never dies, love always rises. It is eternal. New Thought tells us that love is the healing, harmonizing power that binds us together. When I think of that, I think of the old Beatles song, Love is All There Is. Now, we've all heard that story I've shared many times. We've seen it in film and in picture. We've heard it in song and poetry. The man of love, of course, is Jesus the Christ. And the man Jesus who walked this earth over 2,000 years ago, the man of love who was the friend of the despised and different disenfranchised of time, the man who taught forgiveness and compassion and that we are all part of one family. Jesus is no longer here in this physical form and yet the Christ is alive and well dwelling in each of us. It is that love in us. It is that eternal part of us. Yes, we can learn from this powerful man of love. And we too can become women and men of love in our world today. And I think our world certainly can use it today. All of us have stones of unforgiveness that block our Christ love from free, freely flowing. And this Easter experience is about identifying those stones and releasing them. Easter is really about the power of forgiveness. Identifying our stones, doing our forgiveness work, rolling the stones away so that we too may have a resurrection experience. In the book, A Quest for Wholeness by Robert Brummett, he says, what the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls a butterfly. For the butterfly to be born, the caterpillar must die. In other words, those old beliefs, those old thoughts, those old forgivenesses must be released in order to resurrect to new states of being. This is truly loving ourselves so that we may love others. Jesus' lifeless physical body entered the tomb of darkness, yet beyond the appearance was the Christ just resting. Our physical life begins in the darkness of the womb, and this time of year, spring, 
and nature remind us that life emerges from the darkness of the earth. The sun and the rain brings forth the crocus and the daffodils and the tulips into a resurrection of new life. We see the caterpillar create cocoons and rest in darkness, then spread its wings, becoming a butterfly as Jesus rested in, in the darkness, sealed by the rock blocking the light. Easter week, Holy Week, is a reminder that we each go through crucifixions and resurrections in our lives. We are crucified by life, by others, and by choices that we make. But love always remains in spite of the crucifixion. We, not may, we may not feel the love. We may not even want to feel the love, but it is there, waiting to rise again. As soon as we are ready to forgive, as soon as we are ready to roll the stone away. And this reminds me of another wonderful story in the Bible, the prodigal son, which is another great example of how as soon as we turn back to love, love is there rushing in to meet us. The stone is really an important part of our story because it represents what is blocking, what is in the way of us ever experiencing love again. It is a symbol of something that we have been hanging onto that has been holding us back in our lives, a heaviness in our heart, something that has been blocking you from experiencing a new freedom from your own resurrection experience. It blocks the divine spark your mystical power. Most of us have experienced crucifixions like betrayal, loss, grief, leaving us with closed hearts, feeling excluded, ignored, and judged. The stone is a symbol of what is blocking you from a full expression of your true spiritual nature. It may be limiting and false beliefs that you have about yourself Maybe you think you're too old, not good enough, not important enough, not rich enough, not smart enough. Maybe it's an addiction to food, TV, negativity, making others wrong, jealousy, unforgiveness, resentments, envy. I'd like to invite you to have your own resurrection experience this morning. So would you close your eyes with me? Just close your eyes, take a deep breath, and put your hands in your lap. And imagine that in your hands, you are holding a stone. How big is this stone? Is it large? Is it small? Is it heavy? I invite you to open your hearts and your minds and your ears to the true voice of your spiritual nature. What does the stone that is only in your hands represent? Are you willing to release it today?
Are you willing to roll the stone away? Remember, like Jesus, your true nature is your powerful spiritual energy, the energy of love and light. And your true nature can roll away and even shatter the storm, stone that limits you in any way. Release the darkness in your heart. Just let it go. Now let your hearts be filled with joy and thanksgiving. A new life is here for you now. Hallelujah. Christ has risen. Amen. Thank you, Rosella. That was wonderful. And now it's time for our offering. While we are together in spirit, physically and virtually, we want to thank everyone who has donated to Unity by Mail. We appreciate any checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia, Washington, 98531. You can also donate online by clicking on the donation page on our website, unityofcentralia.net. As we hold our offering in our hands and hearts, let's say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I do, all that I receive, and all that I am. So now it's time for a blessing of thanks. Let's all say our blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They return to us. We may do good work in the world and return to us abundantly. Now it's time for our healing prayer. Members of our community have requested that we send out healing prayers and energy to the people of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living in our home. You know, personally, I'd like to send out our collective healing energy, not just to the people in, in Ukraine and Russia, but to all the animals there that are being affected, whether it's people's pets or their livestock or all the wildlife there that's uh, happen to deal with this devastation and uh, you know on top of all of that i would like everyone to pray for vladimir Putin that he uh, finally gets discouraged with those goals and if you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone please raise your hand on mute and tell us who it is or hold them quietly in your heart and if you're in here just shout it out folks Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Now it's time for our prayer of protection. Let's all say our prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is 
and all is well. I'd like to take a, a moment to thank everybody who made our Sunday service possible, especially Tom. Tom has worked so hard behind the scenes here, coming in day after day to get all of our audio and video going and get everything ready here at Sanctuary. And I know we still have some more work to do, but uh, let's all give him a big hand for all the effort he put in today. Um, we deeply appreciate all the ways you give of your time, talents, and treasure. If you're interested in serving, please speak to Susan during fellowship time about volunteering to be a reader. Also, please join us next Sunday for another teaching from our very own wonderful public school teacher, Eileen Selleck. And finally, stay with us after service if you wish to share in our fellowship time. Sorry to disappoint all of you out there in Zoom land. Um, there's a wonderful buffet of food downstairs. I dearly hope that you all get to eat something good at home too. And now it's time for our peace zone. Uh, let's form a circle here and join hands in the center and in Zoom land and sing our song of peace. Thank you. 